Welcome to Side Effects, Effect versus Affect. It's hard to know the difference. At McGowan Braybender, our goal is to provoke you to think differently about employee benefits, your employees, and the status quo. That's why it's Side Effects with an A. Join me, Kenzie McEvely, and one of the industry's brightest guests to dive deep into the process of good employee benefits. Let's get started. During the final months of 2021, many employed Americans found themselves at an all-time low. According to the U.S. Census Bureau's Household Pulse Survey, 47% of adults reported symptoms of anxiety, 39% reported symptoms of depression, and one in five adults disclosed suffering from a mental illness. Even with these extreme statistics, it's estimated that less than half of Americans with a mental disorder get the treatment they need. So now what? MB Population Health Manager Tiffany Cook is our in-house mental health expert. In this podcast, she shares tips for employers on how to support their employees and how to choose the right mental health crisis solution for your workforce. Without further delay, welcome Tiffany to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Side Effects. Um, Dave, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to be here. And we have a special guest in the house, Tiffany Cook. How are you? Hi. Hello and good morning. I'm good. Yep. And she is our population health manager here at MB. And we were just talking, we've been trying to get you on this podcast for nine months now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like mental health is in the forefront of everyone's minds. Yeah. So Dave, actually, can you set the stage for us? Why are we doing this podcast today? Why now? Yeah. So to to take a step back, um, our team strategy and innovation and um, health management EHL here um, have really started working closer and closer together. And it, it makes total sense because we really come at it from the how do we get uh, people to do what we need them to? How do we get them to engage their healthcare, be better consumers? And then um, Tiffany and her team they're the solutions people. Right. So we're like PB, PBJ here, we fit <laughs> together. So one of the most recent projects that we worked on together was Tiffany sat down because um, when, when account teams go out, when Tiffany goes out, it can be a really overwhelming topic, mm -hmm. mental health, because you, you can go to it from a million different directions. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a different access point depending on the plans and programs they have in place depending on what they want to do, what they're capable of doing, the demographics of their workforce, how much they want to be involved or not be involved. Mm -hmm. And so when we sat down, Tiffany was like, well, I kind of, we were whiteboarding and she's like, I kind of put things in different buckets according to point solutions and access points that are out there. Mm -hmm. And as she went through it, I was like, you've just taken a very complicated subject <laughs> And you've made it very easy, Simplified. very easy to understand. And um, so through the conversation, we started developing pieces and we're like, this would be a great podcast to share with employers mm -hmm. um, that are out there so they can really take something that can be complicated and overwhelming and, and how do you break it down and simplify it? And so right. um, who better to bring on and talk about it than... than the master the, herself. Yes. The, right. Yeah. So, so, so Tiffany, what are you hearing from these clients when you're meeting with them? Can you share some like statistics and the requests that they're looking for? Yeah, sure. So some quick stats before I go into the different requests are that 85% um, of mental health conditions are undiagnosed or untreated. 
71% of employees say having support for mental well-being at work is and will be important to them now and in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, 24% of employees have taken time off because of stress and mental illness. And 37% of those employees feel uncomfortable discussing mental health with management. So when all of these stats really started to come out, employers knew that they had to find a solution, Mm -hmm. but they didn't know what that solution looked like. So they would come to our team and say, hey, we need a mental health solution. Well, (laughs) when just as you said earlier, mental health is such a broad topic. Like, what kind of solution do you want to look for? Is it that you just want to provide resources to your employees? Is it that we want to dive a little bit deeper and make sure that there are actual on-call options um, so that's where the decision to break that down into four different buckets really started to um, come from. And how how do we now guide employers to help them understand, okay, bucket one, bucket two, bucket three, bucket four, and then everything below each one right. of those buckets. Right. So Tiffany, how long have you been in your role here? Uh, nine years. Okay. And in the nine years, was mental health on your radar? I would say maybe about three to four years ago, it started to become a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID hit and it became the topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it definitely, I think when we surveyed um, our employers, we found that mental health and the mental well-being was their number one concern relative to mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the benefit program that was out there. Yeah, absolutely. It. And really, it has been put on employers because they see their employees day in and day out. They see them sometimes more than their family life sees them. So employers feel the respect and need to be able to provide these resources to their employees. Okay. And and so the, the buckets that are out there from like least invasive or I guess kind of I'm just putting my toe in the edge of the pool to see how it is to... We're all in, mm-hmm. um, all hands on deck. What is that? How is that stair step? What are those? Sure. So that bucket one, that least invasive, um, but it is something. It's a tool and resources. I would call that the point solutions. So really those are like self-guided solutions, apps, something that an employee can access through their phone just quickly, do mental breathe, um, wellness breathing and uh, like mindfulness. Like the Calm app. Calm mm-hmm. app, yeah. And then we go into bucket number two, which are presentation style, where maybe it's group education mm-hmm. um, and uh, employees can take little nuggets or little pieces to put into practice in their own specific life and how that really talks to them. Third bucket being text therapy and coaching. And then fourth bucket is probably the most critical and impactful is that digital counseling and the traditional therapy because that's that more one-on-one guidance. So this all sounds amazing. And like, I'm sure when people are listening to this, they're like, sweet, sign me up. But it's just, it's not that easy. And I think the first step would be to hire you to help explain this. (laughs) And I mean, but it sounds expensive. It sounds like a lot of work. So um, what do they do next if they're interested in one of these solutions? Sure. Yeah, we'll we'll dive into each bucket. So that first bucket being those point solutions. So those are those app-based. Um, and then some of those are free. So really, you can just inform your employees about it. Hey, guys, here are a couple of mindfulness or mental health apps that 
you guys could try out on a free basis mm -hmm. and, and give them those tools and resources, list them out, maybe a little blurb about each one of them. And then some of those apps, such as Calm, um, they do have corporate membership rates. So okay. an employer can call and say, I would like to access 100 codes for my employees pay for all of those hundred codes for an annual basis at a discounted rate and then be able to just provide those codes with their employees. So maybe they're not getting the free version um, with all of the additional ads and maybe mm -hmm. not all of the extras to it, but they get the actual paid version at no cost to them. Maybe they're more likely to um, access it when needed. Yeah. So what type of therapy or help do they get with an app? Like calm. Yeah, I, um, more so for like mindfulness. Maybe if somebody has um, trouble sleeping, mm. um, maybe if they want to read about um, stress and anxiety, they're not ready to take that step into talking with somebody about it, but they just want to learn. Like, hey, I feel like this connects with me. Maybe I do have anxiety. What can I do about it? Um, just on my own. It's kind of a self-discovery, self-awareness. Self-guided is mm. what I like okay. to call those point solutions. So, um, so they get, you know, that's going to help a lot of people that are just having a bad day, maybe need mm -hmm. to be centered under some stress. Um, what does then the next, kind of the next level you go up to? Mm -hmm. What is? Yeah. Um, bucket two. Bucket two. Bucket two. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we like to call um, that presentation style, those group coaching sessions, mm -hmm. really. Um, and, and not so much coaching, right? It's just education coming at them. Mm -hmm. And um, those can be done in person or virtual. We're seeing many employers that like to do this as a virtual option where it's a Zoom link and everybody can log in as they want and maybe it's recorded and then sent out after. Um, in person, we're finding it less and less, partly because this is a... Um, it's a topic where it's like near and dear to people's heart. They right. don't always want to be sitting next to somebody being like, yeah, I have anxiety. Do you? Hey, you know? buddy. <laughs> yeah. So we're mm -hmm. seeing more so of the presentation style in the virtual option. And really, this is a um, organization that comes in and they have a presenter on this topic. They're usually 45 minutes to an hour long. Um, and they can be recorded and then saved and sent out afterwards. So I know you had a lot of different levels to help explain this, like how long it'll take to implement. What, do you, what are the steps to do to get there? So can you explain how someone would get that started? Would they reach out to you or would they find their own vendor or how yeah. does that work? Um, so our team, the EHL team, Empowering Healthier Living at Mago and Braybender, we are here to help guide them. Mm -hmm. So depending on that bucket, so let's call it the presentations bucket is what they're looking for. An employer can come to us and say, hey, we would really like a maybe a three-part series of mental health presentations. How do we get that started? So the first thing we like to ask is like, what area are you located? And we have um, many local hospitals in each area. So in the Cincinnati area, TriHealth we work with, in the Dayton area, Premier and Kettering, in the Columbus area, Ohio Health. So these local hospitals have really started to focus on mental health presentation styles. Okay. So we would first reach out to those if that's what they were looking for from a hospital. Um, we would get pricing. We would get availability of when they would be able to speak and present this to the employees. But then we also have wonderful vendors that are outside of the hospital system because some organizations like to 
make sure that they're not um, necessarily promoting one brand of a hospital. Right. So um, different vendors have either just one presentation or like I mentioned, three-part, five-part series where it's an ongoing um, presentation where they're learning more and more for each subset. And in that, in the buckets, would you say, so the texting therapies and those point solutions are probably the cheapest, mm -hmm. right? And then is this presentation level more affordable for a smaller organization or? Yeah. Um, usually uh, the price range is between 200 and $350 for a presentation style. So that is a very reasonable cost. And especially when you're maybe adding on a five-part series, the cost for each presentation goes down. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are an employer that thinks that providing at least some sort of educational tools and resources in that presentation style, this is the one place where I feel is valuable at the low end cost. Got it. Yeah, and really that that <clears throat> excuse me, that second level is you may think, well, why don't they just go out and look it up on their own and find it? And and I think sometimes there's, there are people where they're not going to take that step on their mm -hmm. own, but if you offer it to them, mm -hmm. uh, you're kind of holding out a, a hand for them. It'd be hard to, to resist if it was in your yeah. conference center. Yeah. Uh, you know, plus I think culturally it shows the organization understands mm -hmm. that the pressure, the pressure points that you're facing and that they're committed to, to helping not just your, you know, through the benefit plan, not just your physical health, but your mental health. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and we do, we hear that quite often of employers that say, culturally, I just want my employees to know that we care about this. Mm -hmm. And if if that's what you're trying to build and build that culture, build that brand <clears throat> and build that awareness, the presentation style is that affordable, in your face, just want to provide this, you can choose to participate or not type of situation. Yeah. So are we ready to move to the third bucket now? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, what's the next option? Sure. So um, that third bucket is where we talk about the text therapy and coaching piece. Okay. Um, so some things about text therapy and coaching and what's really valuable about this is those um, – Access to text therapy is 24-7. Okay. So we have seen this particularly particularly very important for those organizations that have a 24-hour workforce. Okay. Most commonly in um, fire departments, police departments, people that are actually working in the critical scenes that are helping other people mm -hmm. that need help and guidance themselves. I didn't even think of that. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. they don't always take the time for themselves to say, time out. I need a mental health break. Mm -hmm. I am just getting off a 24 hour shift where I've worked very hard with caring for all of these people I am drained. Like, mm -hmm. what do I do next? And so a lot of these text therapy, 24-7 um, access is a great support line. Um, so I know it sounds a little bit funny of text therapy, but mm -hmm. when you are texting with this um, person, it is a licensed mental health therapist. So it almost feels too easy. Yeah. Like you're so texting not someone your mom. that just had two weeks of training yeah, and no. no qualifications. It's right. a true Professional. It is a master's licensed um, mental health therapist that you are connecting with on the other line. And it could be as simple as I'm just getting off a long night of work and I'm exhausted. I'm drained. I have to go home and work with my kids. My child is having this problem. Where do I even start? Mm -hmm. Where do I begin to like calm down, take breaths, 
talk through this situation. And so that mental health therapist on the other end is there to provide that support, that guidance. Um, and then if it was ever to be as critical as needing to move on to the EAP or, or the medical plan, these vendors have access to your employees, employers, uh, medical plan and EAP information on the back end where they can guide you to that specific phone number for additional counseling if needed. Question, would you, let's say you do have this moment where you need to text someone immediately. What if you needed to continue the conversation with that same person? Is this an option that can happen or would you just always be assigned to a new therapist? Yeah. So in, in that moment, you are going to be connected with that same therapist for that, we call it maybe that specific critical incident mm -hmm. or um, that solution. Now, if you were to text back three days later, you're probably going to get a different mental health therapist. So it's not going to be that same person. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no control over that, right? So you just have to, on the back end, they say, hi, my name is Shelly. I'm a licensed mental health therapist. What can I help you with? Right. And the next time it may be, hi, I'm Dan. I'm a licensed mental health therapist. Um, but when, when they guide you along, it's the same sort of um, guidance that you're learning from them. And they would probably have access to the last time you yes, reached out, yep, right? Correct. So they keep histories on the back end. Mm -hmm. So that way they can make sure that they understand what was talked about previously. They can do some follow-ups. Like I, I recognize that last time you just wanted some calming treatments. Well, this time you have a more serious incident um, with your child. So let's talk through that. And so they have that past history of the conversation. And, wow. and the access is so much quicker, especially when they're in need yep. of, of someone, because I know the average mm -hmm. weight, you know, uh, even in this area in crisis situations can be three weeks, Two, three, right. yeah. four weeks. Absolutely. And, yeah. and so when you need someone, they're only a couple, um, thumb clicks mm -hmm. away, which is great. So what happens in those situations where they're having a conversation, they're texting back and forth and, and the 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 professional says we need to escalate this 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 person is in a crisis situation yeah. how does that work so there is always that um that option of this crisis we need a moment um they will uh, inform the employee of it sounds like you are in a critical need element. I am going to connect with 911. Mm -hmm. I'm going to connect with X person to get you immediate help right now at this moment. So that is always said up front, and then it is done on the back end from that vendor who is taking care of where that person is located, maybe the harm that they are um, doing them to themselves at that moment. So um, that critical needs assessment is happening at that time. And as a millennial, um, I really like the idea of text therapy. And it sounds like it would be pretty appealing to my generation and Gen Z, whatever. So do you have any success stories that you're able to share? Yeah, um, there's definitely been um, some moments that I've heard where um, maybe a mom is the employee and she um, knew of this resource and access that she had from her employer. So she texted out and um, just reached out and said, hey, I'm not necessarily having problems for myself, but my daughter has talked to us about potential harm or suicidal thoughts. I don't even know where to begin. What do I do? Right. So um, what is so positive about that experience is that that employee 
understand this resource that was in in her toolbox mm -hmm. and she could reach out to not only help herself but her family um, and so that t that therapist on the other end was able to say here are um, immediate solutions mm -hmm. that you can help your daughter with right now and then here are some long-term solutions let's get you connected with a counselor that she can see on a regular basis maybe it's in person um, or inpatient um, solutions that they right. needed to hear and see and do um, and because they have all of the medical and the EAP information on the back end that employee in this critical time didn't have to go and do all of the digging the research the phone calls herself they're able to guide her to those specific places so you were just using the example about the mother and the daughter. Mm -hmm. Does the daughter also have access to yes, the, great. this level? Great question. So all, um, almost all of these vendors are on a PEPM rate. So per employee per month rate, mm -hmm. but it actually includes spouses and dependents as well within that rate. So yes, all access to the entire family for all of these solutions, these um, texting uh, solutions. Yeah, wow. and, and and something I just thought of as you were going through that, there are different different people, different needs, different personalities. Kenzie may text in and want to speak with uh, a female. Mm -hmm. um, if if my child would would text in, they may want to speak with somebody very specific. Can you can you like give a profile or is it? Do they try to vet you and match you up with the right type of person or? That's a great question. For the texting side of things, I'm not as um, sure on that piece. But when mm -hmm. we move into the traditional therapy and in-person therapy, that is absolutely a key piece of what you can move towards. So in that in that level, it's kind of speed and access to care trumps mm -hmm. yes. the, the complete customization, yes. which seems like it's the next tier. Yeah, <laughs> what a segue. nice segue. <laughs> so the fourth tier, we're calling this the traditional counseling, correct? Yes, correct. Is it pr probably in person, I would imagine? Yep. Um, traditional in person or now virtual therapy has mm -hmm. become a big, big thing since COVID as mm -hmm. well. Um, so, uh, to Dave's point earlier, um, we have, uh, partners with many vendors that have access to be able to put specific requirements around what they want to see in a therapist, certain gender, certain ethnicity, maybe, um, different backgrounds of LGBTQ, um, all of those elements are, are able to be filtered out within those um, in-person counseling and um, or digital counseling. Wow. Um, and what's really great uh, that has come out of COVID, I, I hate to say that, really great out <laughs> yeah. of COVID, yeah. but um, because this conversation around mental health has become so big, um, access has become faster within the digital world. So mm -hmm. in the past, as Dave mentioned, to sometimes in your local area to get an appointment with a counselor, it could be three to four weeks out. Is that problem still there? Yes, probably. Mm -hmm. um, but you're trying to hide it away or forget about it um, in that three to four week waiting time frame. Well, there are now vendors out in the marketplace where if you are okay seeing a counselor virtually, they can guarantee an appointment within 24 to 48 hours. But they also have that that back end piece. If you say, I really want an in-person therapist, they will get you an appointment within five business days of seeing a therapist. 
And what's great about that and how that works on the back end is that these vendors are contracting and paying these therapists to make sure that there's availability within their schedules to see their specific clients within that quick turnaround time. Right. Five days may seem like a long time, but in the in, in the, the realm of uh, yeah, yeah, in the in the world of behavioral mental health, that yeah. is unbelievably That's quick. Fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and especially since um some of these options could be on an unlimited basis of how many times you can have appointments. Now that is the higher end of the cost price point. Um, so maybe if you need that quick um, virtual therapy session in 24 to 48 hours, you have that, but then you also have your next appointment scheduled for in-person in five days. Right. Um, so that's the great thing about these these different options that are available. And you um, supplied us with a very handy dandy graph that we will also be sharing with our listeners, but it included, you know, price, um, how long it takes to implement, how much administration is needed. And this fourth bucket feels like that has the most for all of those categories. Can you share the details on those? Yeah, um, this fourth bucket is a, a higher price point, And part of that is because it is that, what we like to call on-demand service, mm-hmm. right? You're getting it fast, um, in-person, virtual. So you're having to connect with that other human being right right then and there, and that's their time. So there's a price point to those, those pieces, that mm-hmm. on-demand piece. But um, in an employer's eyes, if they are able to help their employees and their families that quickly and that useful, then it's worth every dime of that. Right. So I, I think this bucket maybe takes that special employer that is truly dedicated to this. But, but if that's what you and how you want to build your organization and your culture, then we, there are those resources and those vendors out there for that. Yeah, and it almost seems like it, with this, with the stair step, you can do the crawl, walk, run approach, mm-hmm. and it is an investment. But when you look at your overall healthcare spend, so much of behavioral health mm-hmm. impacts claim costs. Of course, it's yeah, you know, it, it leads to other uh, additional um, medical problems. So, right. but but it's not just the really big, really, you know, the the. I don't want to say the larger self-funded companies or whatever. You can be a, a smaller, mid-sized company and mm-hmm. put put the full-blown counseling yeah. in there. Yes, or you could start with presentations to see how well-received it is within mm-hmm. your organization. So maybe at that lower price point, start with that. If it's really well-received and your employees give great feedback, then let's keep moving forward with other yeah. solutions. And on the HR side, how hard is it for them to get this implemented? Or is it pretty pretty easy if you have a team like an EHL team guiding you there? Or is it just shopping out different vendors? Or how hard is that for the HR? I would say for the HR team to come to our team and have these conversations of which direction to go first, we take that heavy lifting off your plate. We provide you those recommendations of the vendors to utilize. We provide you with that specific price point based on how many employees you have, how many spouses, all of the um, criteria within your organization. And our our team is here to help with that heavy lifting. We mm-hmm. want to make this as easy and smooth of a process for you as the HR team or the um, CEO, CFO team, because we know you have so many other things on your bucket that we just want to be able to provide the employer employees these resources. Right. Yeah. So it seems like we branched into a new realm. We you know, there are all these different point solutions for specific conditions, diabetes care, mm-hmm. uh, sleep 
sleeping disorder mm -hmm. problems, uh, prenatal care. Uh, it seems like we got a point solution for everything, but it was like for the longest time, mental health, people looked at that and said, oh, that's just EAP. part of your, that's just part of your EAP or it's mm -hmm. part of your medical plan. Mm -hmm. And what they realized was because it became a very um, public topic where people were able to talk about it openly, other people didn't feel they needed to um, hide it. Uh, and then you had a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. You've got a lot of stress with the economy. There's just, it's like the perfect storm mm -hmm. that faces us right now. Um, just going with the generic, well, it's in our medical plan or EAP doesn't fly anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not suggesting, or I'm not suggesting that you need to jump to that fourth tier. But if you don't at least start to treat mental health as a separate but equal part of your medical, right. what... What's your opinion? What's going to happen? Yeah, that I think that that's where we are going to go into this crisis and of and keep falling in that um, employee workforce shortage. Mm -hmm. We are losing employees every day because they are burned out. They have anxiety. They have depression. They have these mental illness. And if we, um, <clears throat> as employers are not able to show our employees that we are here to provide resources and help, mm -hmm. we're going to lose those great employees that we have. And so on the other side of this too, let's say they are thinking about implementing this. They're not quite sure that maybe they can't invest in it yet, but HR wants to help. Do you have any tips or suggestions for them? Because yeah, you want your employees to be happy and working, but sometimes they have to take the day off. They need a mental health day. How does HR prove that they're there for them or that they are they want to help and what can they add to do that? Yeah, I would say starting with building that culture. So making it okay to send out um, guidance and tools and resources about mental health. Mm -hmm. Maybe those statistics or maybe, hey, here's the call map. It's a free thing, but just learn about it, download it, try it yourself. Um, and making sure that it's okay to have this conversation mm -hmm. in the workplace. Mm -hmm. I think that that's first and foremost. And then back to the communication piece. The more and more we are able to communicate to the employees that there are a lot of resources out there, we want to help guide you, then the employees are more willing to go to that HR team to talk about it. And we did something at MB, the new 988 line. Um, we worked with HR and we wanted to make sure we sent that out and EHL, like made a, we made a graphic and we're like, reminder, 988 is now available if you're having a mental health crisis and something as simple as that to just show that we're aware, we understand, and we want you guys to know there's options out there too. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm sure that we will have that as a different topic, uh, for a future podcast, cause we'd love to have you back and just dig deeper into different areas, but we launched uh, a really enhanced, robust mental health benefit to our employees at, at our last employee meeting. And it was, um, it was an emotional topic for mm -hmm. a lot of people. And it was one of those things that um, the, I think if you had that conversation with employers 10 years ago, it would be a much different reaction. Mm -hmm. It would be a hidden guarded reaction, but there was there were a lot of smiles. There were there were hugs. There were tears. Some tears <laughs> Lots of tears because they feel like oh my gosh they yeah. we we now have an avenue for for us Guidance. for our family members yeah. for the people that are most important. Yeah, I think what's so important is that mental health is so personal. Mm -hmm. Everybody's journey is so different. 
Um, somebody may think that their struggles are not as important as others because they've heard other stories, but every struggle is just as important. I think what's the most um, critical piece is figuring out how do you personally overcome that struggle? Mm -hmm. So is it through the avenue of texting? Is it through the avenue of just getting the information fed to you through a presentation? Or is it that avenue of um, in-person counseling? And maybe that leads to inpatient care. Everybody's journey is different, but as long as you understand individually how you can overcome it and become better at the end, then that's what we want to see in here. It could save a life. Absolutely. So we dumped a lot of information on our listeners today. <laughs> is there anything you wanted to end off on that you want people to know about this? Um, I think that it's just important to be aware um, that mental health struggles are in the workplace. Um, and so as employers, let's be able to provide as many tools and resources as we can to our employees to make sure that they are happy and healthy for there at work and present at work, but also at home with their families. Yep. Right. Well, we appreciate you and everything you do for our company and for our clients. And thank you for all of your knowledge, our little mental health expert in-house. Um, we are going to provide all of this information in flyers and PDFs, and we want to make sure that you guys are well well equipped with this information too. So if you have any questions or comments, or if you want Tiffany back on the podcast, you can email me at Kenzie at healthierbirthdays.com. Or Dave at healthierbirthdays.com. Yep. So thanks for joining us on Side Effects and we will see you next time. <laughs>